Okay, welcome you guys. I think everyone here knows me except for Shreya. Um, my name is Chloe Bellatori. I am a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I have been doing this work for over a decade now. Um, when I found this work, I was already married. A lot of, I do help a lot of single people and a lot of single people find this work. Um, for me, I was already married. Um, and I can honestly say that doing this work saved my marriage. Um, it is absolutely a game changer. And I, I didn't understand this work when I first learned about it. And I was actually really resistant to it. But I saw an amazing result in a friend where she had really turned her life around from being um, a single mom. She had been a teenage mom. And so she had always really been struggling um, financially. And she um, had never found the right guy. And like in the space of three years, she got married. She um, started making over a million dollars a year. I mean, it was quite an incredible turnaround. And so when I saw that, um, I was impressed. And I and she started a woman's group with my mentor, Dr. Pat Allen. And when I went there the first night, I had no idea what anyone was talking about, but um, I was intrigued. And a lot of it resonated with me on a deeper level that I couldn't even really articulate. So I knew I, I would have to come back. Um, the work I teach is the tools that I learned from Dr. Pat, which is the work of androgynous semantic realignment. And we'll get into what that means. Um, also, transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I've also developed tools myself because as I said, I have been doing this work for a while now. Um, I've written three books on this work. They're all available on Amazon. The first book, How to, Lo How to Live, Find Love, and Keep It, is really the handbook on this work. So it's the basics. Um, it's kind of the nuts and bolts that you need to get started. My second book, Navigating uh, the uh, New Ways of Being, um, The Pain of Change, that book is more about what happens once you start doing this work, because sometimes even changes for the good are surprisingly painful as you process them, because the brain really rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. Um, and then my third book, Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? Um, that's all about marriage. I'm actually working because I'm now over 20 years married, but I'm actually working on a fourth book now called Daddy Issues. And I'm really excited about that. I'm about a third of the way through. So um, you guys can look forward to that one coming soon. Okay. What is this work? I'm going to give a brief overview and then I'm going to take questions. That's my favorite part. I'm going to devote most of the time tonight to your guys' questions. So because I really do these for you. This is my kind of give back to the community. And I really think it's important to be able to offer something that's low cost or free like this um, so that people can understand this work and get to know this work. Um, 
without having to, you know, pay money if they can't afford it. <laughs> okay. So what is this work? What am I talking about? You may have noticed that we live in a universe based in duality, right? We have night and day. We have black and white. We have pain and pleasure. We don't have one without the other. And similarly, we have feminine and masculine. All of us are yin. All of us are yang. Yin and yang are actually synonyms for feminine and masculine. Um, and there's a really great book about the yin yang of life by Dr. Kim and Dr. Lee that you can look into if you want to learn more about yin and yang. And this book really breaks down everything in the world um, into yin and yang. It's pretty interesting stuff. So if you're interested in diving into that, please do, because I'm not going to go too deep um, on that specifically tonight, but we are going to understand what the difference is between yin and yang. Um, as I said, all of us are both, but what we, the most successful relationships, including the relationship that we have with ourselves, are those that are balanced between these two energies. And what happens is when we have any kind of childhood trauma occurring between the ages of zero to 12, we often become imbalanced, which is also known as egodystonic, meaning we are using coping strategies that we learned as children to survive that aren't really translating into our adult lives. Um, and thus we are sabotaging ourselves over and over. And so if you've noticed patterns in your life that don't serve you, or if just things you are unhappy, I mean, for me, when I found this work, I didn't even really know what was wrong. I would never have said, oh, I'm imbalanced or I, um, I was vaguely unhappy, but I didn't, I wasn't unhappy with my husband. I don't know. I was just unhappy. I didn't know what about what. Um, I mean, I thought it was something. And then I have to say that nine months into doing this work, and that's what I love about this work is it provokes catharsis. So nine months into doing this work, then I found out I was unhappy about something a lot deeper. Um, but nevertheless, if you're in this room, you're here because you want to change something, you want to change your life. And these tools will help you do that. Um, I think the beauty of this work is that it's so practical and that you get to see results so quickly. A lot of times when we go to seek out mental health help um, or assistance, we don't really get what we're looking for. You know, it's nice to talk to somebody and that provides some relief. But ultimately, if you don't have tools, if you don't learn how to change your life, your life's not really going to change. So these tools are all about bringing you into balance, into ego syntonia. And okay, I'm going to give now a brief definition of which, what is feminine and what is masculine, because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of those two things. Okay. Feminine is passive, patient, vulnerable. This is the right side of the brain. Okay. Now this is biology. I didn't, you know, I'm not making this up. This is the work of Roger Sperry who dissected Newt's brains in the eighties. So he found out that all of us have brains that have a right hemisphere that is yin, that is passive, patient, vulnerable, the world of creativity, sexuality, sensuality, spirituality, um, 
magic. This is energy that is in the world to make it fun, but isn't of the world. Okay. It's receiving. It is often symbolized by a flower. And then we all have the left side of our brain, which is yang. And most of us are on our left side of our brain when we're at work, right? We're in our yang side. We're in our masculine. We're competitive, conquering, controlling. We are giving, taking care of. Um, this is the world of linear and logical thought. Yang energy is very much of the world. A good metaphor for yang energy is a brick. Okay, so all of us have both of these, these elements in ourselves. And again, we get into trouble when we get thrown out of balance. Now, we live in a very masculinized world. And so a lot of these yin values have been forgotten or lost. It's one of the reasons why we have failed to cherish our environment, as I've said before. Um, but it's also... The loss of yin values is, is, you know, goes beyond really just that. I did, I actually posted, reposted a TikTok the other day, which was, um, it was a really funny little video about what American life has kind of become. And if you live in America, you have a certain script, an ep, what's known as an epi script for living here. And in this, um, in this, in this video, it's like, you know, all Americans do, they, they pour water, he had a guy pouring like water over some dirt and that was his coffee, you know, it was like sleep. It was like working, you know, 18 hour day. It was like snuggling up to a dollar bill. So in general, we're, we're, our society has, you know, stopped valuing, um, you know, healthy food and quality of life a lot in favor of money and working a lot. So we're kind of dealing with some global dystonia at the moment. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't bring balance to your life. And I work a lot with women who are kind of stuck in this rat race, who are very overachieving um, and want to be more feminine in their relationships because women need to feel good to do good, whereas men need to do good to feel good. OK, men are thinking centered feelers. Women are feeling centered processors. OK, so if that sounds confusing. That's okay. Um, I'm going to take your questions and as we work and learn from each other, hopefully the fog will begin to lift on some of these things. And then if you have a question, I'll probably give you a little bit of homework or a little change for you to do. And then you will experience this work on a different level because, you know, you really have to feel it to um, know it kind of, I mean, you can know it on a certain level, right? Like you'll hear me speak, but then when you go experience it, you feel it on a different level. And then if you come back and update everyone, then it, it sinks in even deeper. And so that's a really great aspect of this work as well. Um, okay. So now I'm going to take your questions and you can ask me any, any kind of question. I mean, my specialty is dating and relationships, but I also help people with, um, 
all kinds of relationships, work relationships, family relationships, communication problems. These tools are really good for awkward situations and conflict resolution. If you want, if you want to be in a long-term relationship of any kind, you have to get good at conflict resolution. Um, so yeah, so fire away, you guys. Um, you can raise your hand, you can put it in the chat. Um And sometimes it's hard to share with a group of people, but sometimes it's easier. Hi, Lee. Hey, Chloe. How's it going? Good. Long time no speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be very brief so other people can have a chance to talk. I just wanted to update you on um, Tuesday. We were in the module and then I went with my friends to the stand up comedy and and I did I was able to get uh, the, the young lady's number. She was more than willing to exchange numbers. And so, um, and so we've just been texting and, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's really good. Um, I also, um, the other individual, the, the gal who um, has been talking to me for eight weeks, I dub, I dub her the train wreck because she's going through, she's been through a lot. Right. Um, but um, I did exactly what you and Joni suggested. I uh, I said, send me the address to meet you. We're going to dinner. Mm -hmm. We're going there at seven o'clock. And sure enough, she eventually texted me the the address. So I have a official date with. Yes. Yeah. I've only met her in person one time a little over eight weeks ago <laughs> right it's been eight weeks of texting i it's like pulling teeth to get her to go out but um we are gonna go out on tuesday night and do some karaoke and have something to eat excellent um, so i'm so happy to hear that and you know it's i feel very blessed i have like there are 10 women in, in the queue 10 potential people that i could get to know and it's it's it's, 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 it's a nice feeling. And so I just take it one step at a time and I'm relying on your guidance and the, and the, these, these theories, these are very helpful. I'm um, so happy to hear it. I'm so glad. I did have a question for you about, I may have asked you this before. And if I did, okay. please forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on age gaps in couples? Okay. Um, it's fine to, for me to repeat myself. Cause I repeat myself a lot and that's how people <laughs> learn. So just, <laughs> um, okay. Age gaps. Um, I'm not against them like categorically. I think that, um, what you have to work, have to really look out for is predatory behavior. Are right. people who are trying to take advantage of other people. And sometimes that's easier with an age gap. Obviously the obvious one that comes to mind is an older man with a young woman, but it could also be a young, you know, I mean, it could be a yeah. young woman doing, uh, pulling a fast one on an older man as well. So not. Right. It could go either way. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that they're inherently bad, but I think that sometimes when you're in that situation, you don't exactly know what you're giving up if you're the younger party um, or the older party. And again, it has to do with whether or not the other person is predatory. You know, certainly uh -huh. some of the greatest love stories have 
had age gaps in them. So, you know, like I said, I don't think it's um, a deal breaker necessarily, but there just might be extra issues, you know. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Okay. And I, I, you know, it's uh, when you say predatory, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Predator behavior? Right. Okay. So, you know, you're learning about this stuff. There's three ways to communicate, right? There's bullying with fear or intimidation. There is um, seducing with guilt or tears, or there's negotiating with love. Okay. And unfortunately, some people are out here trying to take advantage of other people. Right. Um, and they don't negotiate with love and they're not open to negotiating with love. They're either bullying or seducing, but they can never do that, that negotiation. Okay. Sure. So that's what I mean. I definitely would fall into the latter category then uh, as, as an individual, I do not bully people and I certainly don't intentionally try. Right. To and I mean, you're doing these tools. These oh, tools are good. built. This, these yeah. tools are negotiating with love. These tools are Absolutely. built to prevent um, seducing with guilt and bullying with intimidation. Okay. Helpful. I, I mean, you know, I, I just, I didn't know if there was a socially acceptable age gap. I mean, I, I found out last couple of weeks ago that Harrison Ford and what's her name? Callista Flockhart are like, are they 30? Right. That's a very long, long, long part. And, and there's, there's others. I mean, it's, you know, um, and I just use that as an example. But yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm there's curious. a little bit of epi scripting against it. Yeah. But so that's like that if if it happens, that's another issue to deal with. Um mm -hmm. you know, people's disapproval. But ultimately yeah. you have to make yourself happy. So it's, it's two people's choices, isn't it? It's two yeah. people's choice mutually. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's pretty much all I wanted to ask. I just was curious to get your thoughts on that. I, I, I may have asked it in the past. And um, again, it's mostly from my own psycho psychological education, my own understanding, not necessarily my current situation. Right. Um, okay. You right. know, but it is helpful to know. Thanks so much. I'll back down. I'll let somebody else go. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You bet. Okay. Shreya, did you have a question? Hey, Chloe. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to unmute myself. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes. So first of all, thanks for hosting this. I know many people are looking for some kind of guidance through navigating a lot of different relationships. Yes. Uh, so uh, I'm recently going through uh, something... Uh, unexpected uh, from my husband it's not cheating or anything but uh, it's like we're happily married for a little over one year now we were like dating for four or five years it's all good but I recently started seeing some kind of behavior patterns um, which are like gradually growing in terms of like trying to control me um, trying to restrict who I talk to um, although part of me is like still I'm very disturbed about this I think for the first time in like five or six years um, I'm starting to realize that um, I, I don't even <laughs> like 
I feel I don't love him now just because um how his behavior is changing. Uh-huh. His I think we don't share um the same moral values. Uh, You're not compatible anymore. Are you there? Um, can you hear me, Shreya? Hmm. Um, and I, obviously I didn't want him to be, am I audible? Okay. Now I can hear you. You went, you were out for a little bit. Okay. So the last thing I heard you say was that you don't think you share the same values. Yes. I mean, he wouldn't even let me, um, talk to my parents. That's one thing. Uh, he hasn't like in the second month after marriage, he said, I'm not going to be paying the rent. Or the car insurance, you'll have to continue doing it. And then we had a big fight and I was like so um, shocked. Like, why is he saying all of these right, things? Right, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then after having that big fight, he was like, okay, I'm going to pay uh, for things for bills. He doesn't really like pamper me with gifts and stuff. I mean, I earn, so I don't complain. Um, He like, he would buy me food like when we go out I'm, I'm not complaining about it even my mom told that shouldn't be a big problem because you're kind of independent um so recently we had to go to an event um so he in- he wants you to keep working he wants you to pay for yourself yeah so that's the thing that's like double standards there so because right. i to a different profession um so i told him like something in me is not sure that he he will support me like although he says he will even if I like during the transition um so although he says it's going to support me but if, yeah I, I was just giving the example of this event we had to go to and he canceled it and he was like you can pay for it yourself the next time you want to go you can um so that was like a kind of he canceled um, it without telling you yeah it was that yeah, this is kind of the thing a trigger like three days back um, that made me realize like something's changing about him, him. Right. So he doesn't seem to care about your feelings. He just makes unilateral actions. Yeah. Because like I am in a nine to five, I think I never really had the time to kind of reflect on how the right. relationship is changing and I just go come home, sleep. Obviously we go for like a walk. Everything looks normal on the surface. For example, as simple as we like renting an apartment, I'm like, okay, I want apartment this size. It should be that size. And he telling me, then you'll have to share the rent along with me or you don't get to choose that sort of situation. And mm. I, my behavior has always been like trying to avoid conflict and be agreeable um, and then kind of moving away from my real self, you know, in a way. Right. Uh, subconsciously. Yes, I understand. I didn't realize it like three days ago. So uh, I'm seeking therapy for like, what should I do about it? I'm traveling for work this week. But what I'm more like kind of shocked and surprised about is like the man who I've loved for like forever. Um, I don't want to even, I don't think I want to even meet him after this trip. Like, and then I'm starting questioning myself, like um, for the like last six or seven years, I've put in all of my money, all of my time and energy into building like a marriage or a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm staying away from my, my parents in a different country just to, you know, afford that love. So would you say love and marriage are still 
very relevant in these times. Okay. Um, so there's a few things I want to ask you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yes, I very much believe in love and marriage and I very much believe that there's a lid for every pot and maybe more mm-hmm. than one. So mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out, I will help you find someone better. <laughs> the way that it works when I work with couples is we either level up this relationship or you're, you move on to another relationship that's a level up. That's the thing, uh, Chloe, like I'm like 30 plus years and I, I have been with like many men, like men in terms of like boys around me, like not like in the relationship, but I haven't get, gotten so much along with anyone like with him as much as I get along with him. Like he... I could live with him and that's the reason I married him. Right. Your friends. Like a part of me doesn't even want to look out for a second relationship. It was like, right. That's okay. Was it? Okay. So let me ask you, is he violent towards you? Has he ever been? Um, I would say he has been uh, kind of dominating and verbally violent. But um, not physically. No, no, no. And that's the reason that I'm still with him. Uh, okay. But he's he right. But he's been verbally abusive. Okay. And then what about your money? You guys have separate bank accounts. Can you hear me? Drea? Actually, yeah, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Can. Okay. Did you hear what I asked you? Do you have separate bank accounts? can you hear me um one of the reasons i'm asking you if you can hear me about the bank accounts is to understand what your practical options are in this moment mm-hmm. okay so you're there okay do you have separate bank accounts yeah we do have separate bank accounts okay. he doesn't um, really share anything with me about his bank accounts although he asks me about my bank accounts okay I've been cautious so far like I haven't tried to like ask him I don't think it matters because again I earn so I'm like as long as we are happy it works for me uh, but I don't know like for example um uh, if you're going to have a baby, then during the maternity leave and everything, if he's right. still going. You can't to trust his words. Right. And yeah. I think you're right to be worried because his words and deeds aren't always lining up. And that's a big red flag. Like you said, you, fe- you thought he pulled a bait and switch on you where he presented himself as something. He made certain promises and then he's not necessarily been as good as his word. Right. Yeah. And the other big thing that kind of concerns me is like, um, I want to like, he never talks about having a baby. Uh, Whenever I talk about it, he goes silent. And I've tried to confront him about that. And recently, when I was like, we need a bigger apartment, because we'll be planning baby next year. And he was like, your baby can live in any size apartment. He doesn't need a fancy one as if I didn't like the. Okay, so that's not like a cherishing thing. Okay, so there's a few things here. Okay, so first of all, for a good relationship, you need three elements. You need chemistry, which is that attraction. And that's often a gift from God, right? Yeah. Um, You need compatibility, which means do you want the same things? And I'm not sure. And you can tweak that a little bit. But from what you're saying, 
I'm not sure you want the same things. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like before marriage, I asked him, like, do you... Be- I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z things in my life. Are you aligned? And he was like, yes, yes, I definitely want a baby. Yes, I definitely want to do these things in life. Yes, I'm going to do everything to make you happy. But then it suddenly feels like he's changing and he's developing some kind of this male ego. Right, right. and you have to believe more what he's, how he's acting. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, usually I say it's okay for a man to control you if he cherishes your feelings, but he's not cherishing your feelings and he hasn't wanted from day one of the marriage to take care of you. Right. He said more for equity in relationships than we do for strict equality. Strict equality tends to kill the chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so we really want um we really want to look at whether or not he's cherishing your feelings okay mm-hmm. whether or not he's paying for things for you is significant a man when he starts paying for you taking responsibility for you that's when it sh- he it shows that he's committed so he's never yeah. really done that yeah i'm like um I also buy him gifts. It's not about, you know, who buys a more expensive gift. It's just, I think it's a gesture makes you feel like loved and everything. And I'm never really, I'm not the one to ask for like luxury bags or anything. Right. Uh, it just effort counts. But Have you look- ever tried to tell him your feelings? Um. Yes, he was like, um, like, <laughs> he hasn't he's like okay we'll buy the next day we'll buy next month what let me know and we'll buy you know next year something like this and i, I the th- when okay I, so that's he's being really evasive yeah and i'm like and then i ask which myself, isn't good either i'm like do i even want those things so much that i'm going to ruin my relationship already no I, so i kind of go in my own minimal minimalistic zone and i go on with my work in life um, okay yeah okay so My only concern is I don't want, he's already got a certain amount of control of you already. And I don't want him to get violent. Do you have people in this country, like nearby you who can help you if you need to go somewhere? Um, Yeah, I have a lot of friends in the city. Okay, good. I have a certain level of trust, like he's never going to be violent. He's kind of stingy on money and he he's not a planner. Like he doesn't plan life the way I do. Um, he's okay. kind of more like living in the current zone. Do you think that he knows how unhappy you are? Um, Actually, I've tried to express to him. Um, and the thing is like only like a few days ago, I realized I'm, he's not the same guy like I'm married. Right. Uh, okay. So maybe I have not expressed to him enough. Um, so uh, and similar kind of episode happened like two weeks ago uh, where like I didn't talk to him, um, but but it wasn't really because I was so much upset to him. I was like, I wanted to give him time to reflect on himself. And then he wasn't able to understand that he was at, you know, at the wrong side. So I sat down with him, told him, okay, we need to make the relationship work. It's almost embarrassing to have these fights like every two weeks where you Uh do something and I don't like it. And he was like, okay, I understand. I'm like, okay. And now it happened again. Like, I don't remember in the last one year when he has apologized for anything now that I think of it. And I'm traveling. He usually has like my 
uh, location tracked in his phone, just like I had, I have his, mm-hmm. he's actually turned off his uh, location. I think this is the first time in like six years when mm-hmm. we have not talked f- for like more than like two or three days okay. he had to call me like as a girlfriend, maybe that's fine. That was fine for, to me, but as a husband, I would want my right. husband be concerned okay. where I am okay well what do you want to do do you want to hang in there and try to make it work because I can give you some tools where you could try to approach him yeah but if it sounds to me like certain things have already crossed a line maybe yeah like uh, I I want to make it work just for my like parents um my family because they'd be more unhappy than me and but this is the first time but you here. Can't, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. The first time that I'm feeling like I'm just want to sit, do nothing and see how worse would it get if I weren't putting any efforts because I, I'm, I, I'm kind of questioning myself. Am I married to a robot where I'm the only one trying to, you know, make things right. And, you know, he's not really putting any efforts, then basically I'm, I'm questioning that what value is marriage serving me if- Right, right. Even- you need to be getting something out of the relationship. Yeah. You know, whether it be material, um, mental or emotional, you need to be getting something out of the relationship. And if he dips under 51% valuable, then what good is he? So, so far yeah. you've only said that he's, you know, a fun companion sometimes you know like he's the best but I don't know what happened like after marriage uh, I don't know if it's driven by his parents because his parents no, well, don't- people are also on good behavior can yeah. be on good behavior for a certain amount of time you know uh, yeah well, one another trigger was one day when we had similar kind of issue it was a bigger one that that was a whole other story but he actually called my father who is like back home in India and asked him to uh, to take me home like so he has like when was that that was like a few months ago and that oh. was kind of such a bad day for me uh, but we kind of got over it um, now after every such conversation that we have like argument that we have he simply says okay then you can leave now what is that supposed to mean like are you threatening right so he's going nuclear on every argument yeah he's like you do this or like you can leave. Right. You get, that's you get not leave. cool Right. Maybe as a girlfriend, I was like, okay, I'll move out. I'll go to, but I'm a wife and I don't like to be told to get out of her house every other day. Of course, of course. That's not acceptable. I mean, really. Even if you're not doing it, I mean, (laughs) I expect a level of, you know, respect from you. Although he's the one always saying, you need to respect me. Like, I think respect is something that needs to be earned. I don't know. There's some kind of. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. Do you want respect or do you want cherishing? Which do you want more? Respecting uh, your thoughts or cherishing your feelings? I do you think want it's hand in hand because <laughs> Yes, everybody wants both. But... Yeah. I mean, he keeps telling me that you need to respect me. I don't know where is it coming See, from. He's trying to control you without cherishing your feelings. Yeah, one But he's is... also trying to control you, but he's not paying for you either. Exactly. So it's I'm not sure. All this stuff is, it's it's not sounding like there's that much in it for you. I mean, I can tell you how to approach him. I can tell you what to say to him if you want to try it. I mean, look, all this work is driven by what you guys want. 
yeah i i want like let's say like the social part of me wants to make it work because um for for many reasons because i don't think i i want to love anyone else um, call it dumb but and then a part of me says maybe i'm not even in love with him that much now but the kind of the thought of confronting it is kind of scary to me like okay right. i don't want to even look at him i don't want to sleep with him i don't right. want to talk to him because i've talked to him enough um and it like okay so you're traveling now is that what you said yeah i'm traveling i'm going back home tomorrow um, okay so why don't you make a plan not to go back to that home so actually he's not going to be home also he's oh, also okay. i think he'll come back after two days i'll still have some time to myself okay but, okay because yeah. i mean it's a lot you're dealing with a lot and i understand you have different epi scripting from your family and people you know you feel an obligation but you're in america right yeah yeah I'm in okay america. so america is a me first culture here <laughs> i think it's a very good culture to be honest women in india like they secretly suffer day in day out just because it's not a me first it's society first it's right family. right i mean there's pluses and minuses to both but yeah, yeah. here we don't do that we you you got to put yourself first and your feelings first because your husband's not doing that and when our men fail to do that for us then we have to do it for us yeah, um, I, I don't know why he he constantly like uh, for example if you sit down watch youtube he's like look how that wife is following his husband he kind i of mean it just it. sounds unbearable to me but it's up to you whether you want to put up with it yeah i mean um uh, that's one thing maybe he doesn't add a lot of value i'm fine with it but uh, i think where it kind of hurts me is Recently, he's starting disrespecting my family, and that's something I'm. Yeah, I not... think it's just going to get worse because what yeah. he's doing is he's been testing you out for abusability. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, I don't know. because I've always. And that's been... why. That's why I'm asking if he's violent. I'm just a little bit worried for your safety. I don't. You guys know me. I don't say this a lot. Well, you don't. This is your first time, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you can try what, you know, it's just up to you. What do you want to do? Do you want to try to talk to him or do you want to just start things in motion to be leaving him? I think I still want to reflect on like how I am feeling. Uh, okay. Like I'm talking to kind of myself and I realized uh, this is the first time ever that I don't want to share my life with him. And like, I, but, but what's going to be, uh, hard for me is to get through this phase because my sister is also going through a divorce it's going to be a very huge deal right um, my family and I know like it's going to impact my work my life very badly day in day out and it's going to be a lot for everyone to handle well, so you might be surprised it's gonna be a lot but there's gonna be pain either way there's gonna be pain whether you stick with them and there's gonna be pain whether you don't stick with them right yeah the thing so we uh, want the productive pain more than yeah, if I think about my like next one or two years with them, it's just going to be trying to. You won't believe even if we go grocery shopping, he's the one making all decisions. Like, it's like, it's it's too much sometimes. Yeah, uh, I think I it's. Guess, I yeah. don't think I don't think it sounds like a healthy situation for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and it doesn't sound really like he's interested in changing. It sounds like he's going in the opposite direction. So that's why I'm saying 
um, you know, you can try, you can sit down with him and, and, and you can tell him how you feel. You can tell him, you know, I mean, you know, I teach something called the stroke and stand where you make an appointment, you tell him how you feel, you, you ask about his thoughts, and then you let him know the price tag of whether or not he's going to cherish your feelings. Um, so you could put him on notice, but I'm just thinking, I don't even know if you want to do that because there's just so many things and there's so, um, yeah. And the reason I'm on this call is like, uh, maybe I have some experience with relationships, but not with the marriage. And I wanted to understand, does it take more to make a marriage work from, let's say what I can do? Maybe I am not, you know, doing something. Well, the thing is, is that we can't control other people. You know, we do our work and we hope to God. Yeah. (laughs) Our husband, our partner, our what, whoever does theirs. And if they don't, then we have to do the work of leaving that person, you know, and I'm just not hearing. It's very hard to change even when you want to change. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also very obvious when somebody is changing. Yeah, it's like I've been trying to make it work so hard, but suddenly right. I my you can't do it. It's it's not you know it's not all one it's not all one sided. Yeah, and I'm like so now I, I want just, to, I yeah just want to <laughs> vanish somewhere and never see him again in life, and that's that kind of scares me because I've never felt that way about him. Okay, so that's why I'm saying you need a break. You can come home for a couple days, but maybe when, I mean, honestly, like I. I do want to talk to you more. I don't know that I can help you with everything just on this, in this one moment, but the first, if nothing else, if you hear nothing else, I want you to put your feelings first. I want you to follow your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And I want you to, if you come home to an empty house, great, get your shit together and go stay somewhere else for a little bit and Mm -hmm. start thinking like you said you want you need to clear your head you need to think about what's best for you you need to put yourself first and I don't think it will be possible to do that staying in that home with him yeah like the other day his mom called I don't know out of the blue um I know I'm not her favorite person and she's not mine but right at least she is sweet to talk to and she was like okay um, I was like vulnerable and she was the last person whom I wanted to share it with but I kind of gave gave her like this hint that it's uh, he, she was like I called him he wasn't looking that happy is everyone and then she kind of told me to follow whatever he says that's the kind of tip my mother-in-law gave me I'm like right okay that's the best <laughs> you can say I'm like, right okay. it, it made me feel even worse more worse about myself that how can I be so naive telling her like my life no no. I mean you're gonna try you're looking for help you're looking for solace there's nothing wrong with that but yes of course you know that she's gonna take his side I mean that's her kid and she raised him to be the way that he is so yeah that's the thing like my mom (laughs) she always takes his side like not like unreasonably but like she always like try to understand why he did that obviously if I'm going to tell her all of these things she's definitely going to understand uh, like he's not maybe the perfect son-in-law she thinks he is but um yeah the only thing is like I have a I won't I don't want to say a lot of pressure but in Indian society and even otherwise um I understand no I I know I actually I I I've been to India and I I lived there 
for six months. Um, so I do know something about the Indian culture and I know that um, there is that pressure, right? Divorce's way is, is not really accepted, but you're in America that, now. Yeah. My sister is going through divorce for much uh, more serious reasons. And uh, like, I don't Your want... reasons are no, 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 no. Don't compare your trauma to your sister or anyone else's. Your complaints, your unhappiness, your instincts are valid. Just at, they're good enough as they are. And it's enough that you don't feel comfortable. It's enough that you don't feel safe. It's enough that you don't feel cherished. All those things are enough for you to leave. And I know you're young and you don't think you can fall in love again. And maybe that's not happening tonight. But it, I see it happening all the time. Okay. So just because that doesn't seem like it's in the realm of possibility now doesn't mean that it is, isn't. Okay. So, so I, I just want to like say leaving your husband isn't going to mean you never have anyone again. Okay. You yeah, there. So the thing is, I don't understand how like this aspect of my life, and obviously it's not life. It kind of consumes all of my life, like my work. Yes. I'm not even yes. Of course. I, I don't know if, you know, there is a better way to live without thinking your love life to be your main identity. Because I'm a daughter. I am like. I yeah, but that's how we are as women. I mean, yeah. you know, women do define the quality of their lives by the quality of their relationships. You know, that's part of that yin energy. And so. Yeah, it was like a very good day at work and I still feel so incomplete. I'm like, what? Yes, no, this is a big problem. Yeah. And I want you to heed that. Yeah. I want you kind of act like you are advising somebody else. Somebody has come to you and said, I had a great day at work, but mm -hmm. I still feel like crap. My husband doesn't want to take care of me. He only wants to control me. He doesn't want me to tell he's cutting me off from friends and family. I mean, what would you tell them? You would tell, you would tell that person get away. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> earlier, I used to like miss him and everything. And I'm like, okay, if, if you're not there in my life, then just get out of it totally. Like, I, I don't want to, you know spend any amount of thoughts or energy on you but as soon as I'm going to voice this I know there's going to be 10 people in the family his father is going to call my father's going he's going to give a lot of stress to my parents and that's something I'm trying to avoid because they've right. done it two times in the past for reasons that okay I understand you may not be able to avoid that yeah <laughs> you know I mean, there's your goal. Everything we do in life has a prize and a price tag to it. Every catastrophe has a silver lining and every victory has a shadow. So whatever you do, there's going to be a downside. Yeah. So you might as well do what you want. Yeah, he's... <laughs> You're right, actually. He's he's making my life way harder. And look, you, now you have this group. Now you have me. I mean, you know, I work, obviously you can book a one-on-one -on -one appointment. I work um, with clients a lot in this situation and my clients know that if they need to reach out to me at any time, that I will do my best to make myself available. So you have friends here, you said, you do have your family, even though they're kind of supportive, kind of not supportive. Um, and that's something that you'll have to navigate, but you know, 
you, what mainly you want to do is stand by yourself. You want to stick up for yourself. We always feel the worst when we abandon ourselves. And you said that earlier that you felt like you're losing yourself because you're just try, walking around trying not to upset someone. That's not living. Yeah, it's like when you, for you're going to make yourself sick. Yeah, it's like you are when you're trying to support, let's say, wobbly thing with both of your hands. And I'm like, I want to remove my hands and see if it falls. You know, that's the kind of voice I'm I'm like getting inside of me. Let's see what happens if I am not, you know, putting in efforts. Is he putting any? No, because he never really comes up, say sorry. He's like, I'm the man and you should. I mean, like I said, you can give him another chance. You can tell him, you know, I still don't necessarily want you in the house, but you could say, Look, if you want me back, I I need to have a voice. You you know, I have I can sit down with you guys. You know, there's a list of relationship contract items that we could go through. Yeah. If he's willing to come to the table and negotiate, you know, we can give that a try. But I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to. It doesn't sound like he's interested in that. But yeah. I'm you know, you're you're perfect. It's up to you if you think it's worth it. And you want to give him a chance, give him a chance. You guys can make an appointment with me. You don't have to be in the same room. We can talk about it. We can try to negotiate it. We'll see if he's teachable, you know. And it's going to make me look bad just for doing all of these things. And I think it's a lot of work. Like, you know, you know, the feeling like when you marry someone you're like my life is not going to be like that it's going to be you know not a tv drama it's going to be maybe not perfect but workable well the Um, thing is is like you said it's getting worse and mm -hmm. he's getting away with more and more shit and he's just going to keep pushing it i just you know that's look people are patterns and so i just i'm not like a fortune teller but i can read the patterns you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, whenever I talk to my family, he's yell, yelling in the background, like, put down your phone or you would go f- live with your parents forever. I don't know what that means because I am an independent person. I can live forever. Right. I mean, he wants, that's what I'm saying. His whole setup is wrong. He wants to control you, but he doesn't want to take care of you. You don't get to do that. Yeah. He has to cherish your feelings. And I keep indirectly telling my mom like he doesn't really pay for anything apart from the rent and she's like at least he's doing that like and you're earning your independent yeah like like I said what's you have to be getting a benefit right now the only benefit that you're saying you're getting really is keeping your family happy but your mom isn't really your mom's on your side it's your dad who's not on your side no, actually, my dad is also going to be on my side. It's just that both of my parents are like 60, 65 plus, And I don't want to give them this stress in life. That's my Oh, only. well. What you yeah. are, So you're going to die instead? So you're going <laughs> to be sick instead? I mean, I, that's what you're heading into. You're heading into getting very sick because you're not cherishing your own feelings. You're not taking care of yourself. Right. Ideally, your husband would have done that, but he's not. So now you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I really think you're going to get sick. So let that sink in. Think about spending some time, more time apart from him. I have it here. I'm going to put my resources into the, um, into the chat. So if you want to reach out to me, 
you can do so either through IG or through my website. Thank you. Um, you can email me through my website and I will do my best to get back to you. And if you're in an, and if you're in an emergency, please say that it's an emergency. Um, but you know, I know it's going to be really hard for you either way. Um, but you know, it's kind of a question of like, how much pain are you going to be in before you make a change? You know, a lot of us have to hit bottom before we make a change, but I think, it sounds like you're in a lot of pain over this. And so, you know, I encourage you to consider what actions you can take to alleviate that. Do you understand? Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Does anybody else have questions? Um, I probably have a little bit of time left. I know that was a, that was a lot, but I'm really, I'm grateful for you. You're welcome. And I'm grateful for you sharing and, you know, you're, you're not alone is also what I want to stress to you. Um, and that there is hope and that even if you can't have a positive attitude about what's happening, um, or about your future, at least you can acknowledge that you don't know what will happen. You can have a neutral attitude. So try not to scare yourself with too much um, like doom casting. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not seeing any hands or anything in the chat. So, um, you guys know I will not be here next week, but I will be here the following week. Um, but you can of course reach out to me in the meantime through IG or through my website, um, if you're missing me too much, um, and then you know that I also teach this work a few times a year. That's in the links if you want to sign up for one of the modules and understand this rubric, um, which is really a game changer when you run decisions through it. Um, I do that a few times a year, so you can sign up for one of those. And uh, yeah, check out the books, website, podcast. Um, if I don't hear from you, I will see you in a couple of weeks.